Everyone remembers that Weezer song, right? Welcome to How Do We Human. It's the podcast where we overanalyze all the weird and uncomfortable micro moments in life, micro doses in life. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Evan Cox. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Binning. And I guess what? do not remember that Weezer song. <laughs> Today we're talking about drugs. And I'm. this was pitched by Chris, and I'm dying to know why. I feel like there's a yeah, story here. Yeah, you'll find here. out. Oh, I'm very excited. But before we find out, uh, Chris. Yeah. I had to ask how you're doing. Um, I'm doing all right. This is going to be a pretty vague story. Um, but basically... <laughs> I was um, at work and I got, I caught wind that um, there was going to be somebody, um, a customer in the workplace mm. who was going to be arrested. Oh. Um, and I was going to be one of the employees that was nearby when it was going to happen. So it was basically Shit. like a heads up. Here's what's about to go down. Didn't tell me who didn't tell me why didn't tell me anything other than um, yeah, you, if you see a bunch of people swarm over, this is what's going on. <laughs> and so, of course, you know, I was like. I want to I want to see what's going on. I want to see if I can eavesdrop, get a little bit of that yeah. hot goss. Got um it. and you know, of course, once I didn't uh really tell anybody that it was going to happen. I didn't know, you know, uh, how much is classified. Um right. But somebody else must have, like, the word seemed to have spread pretty quickly because there were a lot of other <laughs> employees over there. But, uh, you know, the, out of nowhere, there's just a swarm of people that come over um, and uh, they're waiting for this person to, to come around the corner, basically. Um, yeah. Again, being extra vague given my workplace um, and the whole situation, but yeah. essentially there, everybody's just waiting there for him ready to go, but there are still other like customers in the area. They didn't like clear out the space. They've still got people wandering around. Interesting. And you know, this is, even though a lot of the people who are about to conduct this arrest are in, their plain clothes. Mm -hmm. Um they it's still pretty obvious that like something's going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not plain enough. <laughs> and so of course the the like nosiest people start coming up to me and they're like, what's going on? Like, they sound nosy. <laughs> yeah. What's going on over here? Nothing. Is it something serious? Like, I don't know. But because they keep talking to me, I miss the arrest. Oh, man. I see them walk somebody away. So it's like, I, I'm i just frustrated that I that missed sucks. out on something so exciting. And a lot, I mean, I, the other coworkers who were there said they couldn't, they didn't really get any information about or hear anything about what was actually going on. But it was some guy with with some other people they separated him from his group and and uh walked him over to a vehicle and uh took him away but i guess the people that were with him didn't seem like like they were upset but they weren't surprised you know what i mean so <laughs> uh so i don't think it was a big shock but i uh just wish that i had not been interrupted by nosy boomers um, yeah and could have uh provided more of a story for this podcast like you'd rather you'd rather not even have known at all just been going about a boring work day yeah than to know something exciting is happening yeah and be interrupted and have to answer stupid questions yeah exactly heartbreaker heartbreaker I'm so sorry um, heartbreaker Evan, how you doing? 
Hey, I'm doing all right uh, here in. I want to say the shadows, but like the here room behind the me shadows. is bright. But I am dark, uh, and that is because I've been in the process of moving, and I'm too fucking tired to have gotten all this set up ahead of time and wasted a good <laughs> hour. <laughs> Yeah, trying to get this set up to work <laughs> at all. Uh, so deal with it. <laughs> I think that it's I, good though, because and not to to segue into the main topic because we still got to yeah. know how you do it. But like, I think it's a good good thing point. since we're talking about drugs and and you know my setup has more light. Yours is a, a little darker, cloudier, harder to see. It's kind yeah. of like the the PSA of like, you know, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Like it's the juxtaposition of the two of us and See, our was, camera setups. I was coming from the other angle of like, if Evan's going to start telling a bunch of drug stories, we have to blur his face out. Yeah, well, you did. You are in witness protection. Um, yes. <laughs> And have been this whole time. Of course, the name Evan Cox is is not your real name, but no. Uh, and your uh, your secret job is you're my witness protection agent. Yeah, <laughs> that's how we met. <laughs> that's how we met. All that backstory about improv, yeah. false. <laughs> improv equals witness protection. <laughs> uh, when I was doing improv, sometimes I did, uh, in the middle of a scene, wish no one could know my name or see my face. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm doing all right. I'm been, Many I'm instructors been... called the improv scenes I was doing crimes. So, you know, I think it... All checks out. I know we we had started a lot of scenes that coaches just erased <laughs> as if they never yep. exist. Like, yep. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> who can who can tell me why that didn't work? <laughs> uh, but I've been uh, in the process of moving. I told you beforehand. This is day one of uh, my old apartment's gone. Uh, I, I just finished cleaning. And packing everything up and turned in the keys. And, you know, in the past, I've talked about Mr. Cigar Man, the old old man on the top of the stairs at my old place who just sits up yeah. there smoking cigars. And he used to talk to me. And then the past, like, two years straight has not said a word. I'll say hi. And he ignores me. I'm like, OK, something happened. I guess this guy fucking hates me now. <laughs> And at a certain point, you stop saying hi, because that's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> so right. We've just been in kind of a silent standoff for the past couple of years. And now that I'm moving out, and again, yesterday was my last day. And I, it was already like 7 p.m. And it's an hour and a half drive to get back here. So I'm like, I yeah. want to wrap this up. Uh, and I take out two bags of trash. And when I come back in, I hear his raspy little voice. Hey, <laughs> you're moving and just a conversation. He was being super nice, super friendly and being like, hey, good. Congratulations. I hope everything works for you. I'm like, what are we? OK, why have you been yeah. not talking to me for years if you're going to be nice? But uh, it, it was a totally friendly conversation, but just a conversation I could not get out of. He's just started telling me about his life, other places he'd lived and other jobs he's worked in the past, the economy. And I'm like feeling the, the minutes tick away. Uh, I don't know. I was, it was at least in half an hour, uh, if not more. And I, it just occurred because that was the second time in recent, history that i've found myself just fully stuck in a conversation with someone that's not yeah. looking for a conversation but just wants to talk to someone and i respect uh, about half of my elders <laughs> yeah. and i want to give them that moment i know i'm gonna be old at some point and be like have you heard of a podcast called how do we human <laughs> like we don't care and that'd break my heart so i i just gave him my time but it's just like really today Right now, 7 p.m., when I, I really want to go home so bad, this is when we're going to capture me <laughs> in <Yeah>. conversation. 
<laughs> but I'm glad we could leave on good terms. Uh, I left on good terms with most of my neighbors. Got some good. Did he have any um, anything bad to say about the landlord? Kind of, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He used to own the building, and so she had bought it from him, and they'd worked together for a, a few years. So yeah, it's uh, everybody knows an open okay seat. <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> is what it is uh but sometimes when you're just uh at your wit's end it's nice to just be on drugs <laughs> is that a great segue? segue thanks yeah yeah um now fill us in what's going on okay this is another work story <laughs> oh no <laughs> now um, for my job, occasionally we get drug tested. Um, or oh yes, of course. You know, surprise inspection kind of deal. Um, yeah. randomly, quote unquote, uh, random selection of employees have to uh, uh, submit to a urine test. Um, yeah, this. Now, this had happened, you know, a couple times a year pre-COVID. And then, um, unless they suspect someone, it hasn't happened since COVID. It happened one time because they were very suspicious of an employee. That employee was randomly selected, Mm -hmm. failed the drug test, and got fired. Um... You might also be thinking, whoa, if you've got to take a drug test, you must get paid a lot because uh, it must be pretty important. Um, <laughs> and you're wrong. <laughs> um, it's a fun little thing where you could lose your job because you put certain lotion on <laughs> oh, that yeah, has absolutely. Uh, CBD legal in, in the state you live in, but eating if you use that lotion, then you exactly, you eat too many poppy seed muffins. And I love poppy uh, seed muffins. They're That's so probably good. Probably my favorite muffins. <laughs> it is my favorite muffin. <laughs> um, that. Is that because there are drugs in there? I don't know. Maybe. But, um, <laughs> you can't get enough. <laughs> but um but yeah it's because uh um there's so many different you know things that are quote unquote not quote unquote they are legal in california <laughs> um, but you can you can quote it That's, yeah, yeah a- actual uh, put it on unquote. the record yeah <laughs> i'm on the record as saying the uh things like cbd and marijuana and poppy seed muffins are all legal in california um, absolutely but if they're in your system and you take that drug test you're gonna fail and you're probably gonna get fired um yeah. with very limited exceptions like somebody one of my coworkers got randomly selected like eight years ago failed the drug test but not like for um you know narcotics it was like for a a chemical or something that's found in like prescription drugs and they were like you've got to if you can find and send over the like prescription bottle with your name on it yeah then like then you're fine and so she was able to do that but anyway after basically a 3 year hiatus they're back baby they show up two days back to back that I'm working and the way, because one of the people that um, I work with overheard, like they were coming back the next day because they're trying to get two people in particular. Um, The people that we assume it was then, you know, called out the next day. But um, (laughs) when I see them show up, I, I'm a, you know, as we'll find out as this episode goes on, if we didn't already know, <laughs> I'm a squeaky clean boy. They're not, they're not putting drugs in the system. You are a squeaky clean peer. But when I see them show up, I'm like, please <laughs> randomly select me. Please pick me to do this. And they never do. 
Um, yeah. They've never chosen me in the almost six years. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the thing is they sometimes they do like they're going for somebody and then they pick somebody else that they're just Same. like, we got to make it look like yeah. it's random. But everybody knows that it's not um, yeah. like when my fiance worked at uh uh the same place that i do um when she <laughs> when we worked together um yes. one day she had changed her facebook profile to like her with a big like mug of beer or whatever <gasps> and the next yes. day the people were there with like the breathalyzer tests to do uh and oh she got well, randomly selected for that <laughs> Uh, other people that post things on social media have also been randomly selected the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah. I'm like, please, like, pick me. I want to pee in the cup for you so bad. I want to do um, it because I, I have, I don't know why, but I want you know, when I get selected, I pee in the cup and I hand it back to them. I want, even though they have to send it off to the lab, I want them to be like, oh my god. This is why I got into this job. Like this is the purest urine Pristine. I've ever seen. Pristine. And like I know in the back of my mind that that wouldn't happen for multiple no. reasons. <laughs> because it would never happen to anyone. It would never happen to anybody and also like I'm generally dehydrated. So they yeah. would never be like great. Wow. Is this yeah, water? <laughs> the fact that they were there the first day didn't pick me, and then they came back the next day and still mm. didn't want uh, didn't want my pee in the in a cup. Why don't you want my pee? Yeah, it's good pee. Check it out. Um, check it out. I recommend it to all of our listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> check out my pee. Uh, Hit us up, uh, how do we human pod at gmail.com if you want to check out yeah. Chris's P. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's going to be the uh, the Patreon, uh, <laughs> the lowest tier reward. <laughs> it's going to be a cup of my pee. Right. Um, I mean, when I first when I first got the job, I had to go through like the background check, and there was also a drug uh test in in the background check process so i had to go in once and i you know i crushed it uh (laughs) they were like make sure you're ready to to fill up a whole this whole cup and like i did that and then some my guy (laughs) um have you ever been drug tested evan i have only uh, in that scenario where it's like i'm applying for a job uh, yeah. And again, yeah, like a really hard, like gotta be on your toes, can't be inebriated in any capacity job. Uh, For minimum like, wage. <laughs> like uh, the photo clerk at Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's funny you say that because I, so I, I think that I'm trying to think that might be the only time I've been drug tested maybe maybe once at emerald downs i know they used to do random drug tests random drug tests um those were quote signs for audio listeners (laughs) (laughs) repeating myself um but i so they gave me a cup and they said give us us your pee (laughs) give us your pee now and nobody gets hurt i said okay and I was worried because I know sometimes like and by sometimes, I mean, if you're a criminal <laughs> like, <laughs> in certain cases, someone has to actually watch you pee. And that would make me yeah. uncomfortable, I think. Yeah, that would that would make me uncomfortable. Maybe I'd too. find out I like that. I don't know. <laughs> and maybe that would make me uncomfortable. I was going to say, is that what would make you uncomfortable is finding out you like finding it. out like, wow, I've been wasting a lot of years of my life. This is my passion. <laughs> but so i had a cup and i filled it i I was just like i peed all the pee i could pee (laughs) and then there's just like a little locker you put it in so i pop a lid on it's kind of spilling out the sides yeah pop the lid on and it's uh you have to write your name on it 
And so I'm like, I want to be official. So I wrote Evan Andrew Cox uh, and the date. I think you needed the date on it. And I opened the locker and there's three other cups of pee all with like first initial last name only and like this much <laughs> pee in it. <laughs> <laughs> got my full name and it's like it's wet <laughs> filled to the brim so unlike you i felt very self-conscious about yeah. my choice and then i uh, when i was putting it in i saw there actually is a mark on it they only want you to fill it to like the halfway point or whatever like, yeah well sorry well but enjoy erase my name <laughs> a little <laughs> <laughs> a little something treat yourself with. Um, yeah, treat yourself. If you oh, if you found out that you enjoyed, um, yeah, th- being watched, would you? What would? You, how would you go through the rest of your life? Would you like create an OnlyFans that's like, hey, everybody, <laughs> watch me. Just drink a bunch of water. <laughs> Here we go. It seems like a reverse um, OnlyFans where I'm paying them. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a weird business model <laughs> just paying people get on get on the live stream i'll give you money hey that could work i can make some money that yeah. way. um uh, uh but if this is not a stretch get ready if okay. you found out that you like being watched while you urinate you're in luck nice thank you nicely done last thing for uh <laughs> drug tests one of my friends who was randomly selected this time yeah. um when she was like it was when she handed the cup back to the guy the guy was like the perfect temperature that's a weird thing to say that's like when i, I get to- why he's saying it because like you don't want like you know people to take somebody else's stuff or to take water cold, or something and pour yeah. it in there um but still weird thing to say to to a person a, that just that handed you a cup of pee like but that that was what i got just the right one- temperature when I had to bring my stool sample in, and the woman's yeah. just like, "Oh, it's a perfect, beautiful color." And I'm like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't want this conversation. I want out, please. <laughs> um, but I, and I probably mentioned this in some other episode, but um, the end of that drug test, how that went, was me and my uh, good friend. Maybe I don't want to say their name. I don't know don't want to get them in trouble but we uh, had both applied for this job and we both did our drug tests on the same day and we you know we like to smoke a little marijuana but we were broke at the time so there wasn't a lot of that going on but there was a little of that going on for other people had stuff (laughs) yeah so you know you try to get it out of your system whatever and we did our pee tests and it was like two weeks without hearing back or so. It was like a long enough time that we'd kind of gone like, eh, maybe we're not getting the job. Um, and this was in Seattle. And in Seattle, they do every year something called Hemp Fest, which, you know, like, I don't know if Willie Nelson puts it on, but he often is there. Just kind of it's for all the people going like legalize sure. weed, which obviously it has been now. Uh, and then a bunch of bands playing shit and people are selling edibles and things like that. And so me and him and a few of our friends are just walking around hemp fest and I get a phone call and it's someone, a manager from Walgreens telling me you got the job and your friend didn't because you did quote unquote better <laughs> nice. on your drug test. <laughs> But so we're here having a fun time, and now it's so my it's job. Like, it's not he put past. it on me. No, yeah, I did better. <laughs> yeah, you standards. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, but I had. He was like, "Can you tell him?" I'm like, "Yeah, I, I can't. I don't know. I should." But I was there with him. It's not like I'm not going to mention it. But it was so awkward to just be like, "Sorry, I I got the job, and you didn't get the job." That's such a weird thing 
for the manager to be like, I hate telling people they didn't get the job. Can you do it? Person who doesn't even work here yet. (laughs) You could consider it unprofessional. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Um, It's also like, so how did, I I don't know. How did, how do you know that you were friends? We probably mentioned it. I don't know. We were young and dumb. We're probably like 18, I think. Yeah, probably that was around when I got hired. So, yeah, probably just going into the interview being like, we're friends. We probably interviewed we're together. We're doing the interview together <laughs> because we're friends. <laughs> when you did the P test, did you cross the streams? You did it at the same time? Yeah. And I. You uh, hold my cup and I'll hold your cup. Yeah. <laughs> When they saw how it came out, the person doing the test looked at me and said, you're in luck. Yeah, he did it again. <laughs> Chris, how? Yeah. Just how squeaky clean are you? Are you a you never nothing ever? Never nothing ever. Yeah, I've never. Dang. I mean, with, what about unless like you want to count like. Like I have a bit of a sore throat and a cough right now, so if you want to count like Nyquil, oh yeah, I throw back some Nyquil. You cough tripping. drops if you want to count that as pharmaceutical drugs. That's the yeah, funny. I the, pop a, I pop a, I pop a cough drop. The funny side of the funny side of drugs. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> actually, there's a lot of funny sides, but like when you're younger and people are like they can't get a hold of actual drugs and they start figuring out other stuff i remember it was like around when i graduated but we still had some friends who were younger and someone found out like it was a big thing on the internet like smoking nutmeg will get you high everyone started smoking nutmeg (laughs) yeah i i i i might have tried it i think i don't think it it was a thing i don't think it actually worked um but yeah hey cough syrup that's a big one people go robo tripping which i can't imagine i feel like that would i would fall asleep immediately yeah i mean it's frustrating like because i don't know if it's changed but i remember like trying to purchase cough syrup at the self-checkout because again like i i don't want to talk to anybody at this workplace (laughs) i want to get my stuff and get out of here yeah um but they for a while and i don't know if it's changed i haven't tried to do it in a a little while but um like if you would try to take the cough syrup through the self-checkout it would beep at you the same way it would beep at you for alcohol that's right um and uh so that's frustrating so now i just order it on amazon Uh, <laughs> but, that's a hilarious option i didn't know you could do that <laughs> yeah yeah because the last couple nights i've taken some and i, I finished I, I finished the bottle last night <laughs> so i had some uh replacements ordered and they were delivered yesterday but um oh, nice the other thing that like you know people uh ask especially like it'll start it either starts with alcohol or with drugs. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll ask me like, "Really, you don't really drink? So you must you you must smoke or something, right?" It's like, "Nope, yeah. never done that either." They're like, "Man, what? Everybody's got a vice, man. What's yours?" <laughs> and like, eventually, it comes out that like it's probably sugar and like it's garbage. It's probably foods. physical media. <laughs> um but yeah so it'll usually come out that it's like food and then they go oh all right that stuff will kill you man (laughs) fuck off fuck right off (laughs) are you i forget are you also you don't drink caffeine either i don't no yeah Hmm. well me either so we're a couple of sleepy boys (laughs) (laughs) piggybacking off of um your robo tripping uh yes. quote um in college some <laughs> so people that i was in friends this episode with, <laughs> this, is like, this is the most quoted episode Can't um but uh in college some of my friends were like oh you know something fun to do is to take ambien and then try to stay awake because you get all loopy <laughs> this is what i'm talking about <laughs> and like that's that stuff just 
like it's never appealed to me. Most yeah. like the effects of drugs have never appealed to me. Yeah. Um, you like to and, be in control of your f- mental faculties. Yeah. I, I think, and again, I've never done it, but I would assume that most of the drugs out there that I would do would probably make me paranoid. Sure. I just feel like I know that about myself. Yeah. Um, and so I have no interest, but even like, if I were to take NyQuil and then try to stay awake for as long as possible, like that's not <laughs> like I'm, I wouldn't ever think to do that. Yeah. Like I take NyQuil to go to sleep and yeah. to like get over a sickness. I wouldn't, why I don't need any other, any avenues to take down uh, the NyQuil lane. Like I, I got it. This is the purpose and I'm sticking to it. Can I uh, pitch a new uh, theme song for NyQuil? Please. Drink up. Come on, get over the sickness. <laughs> it's good. Thanks. It's good. <laughs> you remembered what you wanted to say? I did. I wanted to talk about, uh, you mentioned prescription drugs. So have you never sure. like broken a leg or seriously injured yourself and needed some sort of... Uh, no, I don't think so. Oxy. No, I haven't. I've never broken a bone. Um, so, yeah, I can't. I Maybe there have been a, a few, like, prescription, like, allergy meds maybe that I've had, but nothing, like, for uh, pain relief or anything. Okay. I, uh, I had that with uh, that one. I had one wisdom tooth that needed to be surgically removed. The others, they just yanked out. This one was impacted, and they had to cut into my gums sew it up and shit so i had to be put out and for pain they were going to prescribe me some painkillers and you know you need someone to drive you in this situation yeah uh so i go in i go i go under they take out the tooth i come to i don't actually i don't think i went to sleep i just couldn't feel it and got crazy loopy and giggly it was very laughing gas feeling uh and so i get my friend mike uh, was uh, kind enough to drive me he's sitting in the waiting room and like i've never been when i was in high school i mean a meth was very popular <laughs> so, and eventually so was heroin but king of them all was yeah like oxycontin uh, or Vicodins or just prescription meds. There's a lot of kids taking prescription medications, uh, abusing them uh, and uh, tripping at school. So I was aware of this and I had never done any of that stuff. I was a, I was a squeaky clean boy all through until like maybe about senior year of high school was when I started drinking and probably around when I started smoking weed. Uh, and that's about all I do. I've never done mushrooms or LSD or Coke or anything like that. Um, I'm as close to squeaky clean as a drug user can be. <laughs> I'm clean <laughs> enough that when I go to the doctor and they ask if I use any recreational drugs, I say, yes, marijuana. And they say, OK. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I have to get <laughs> wheeled out to the waiting room because you're not allowed to walk yourself out just like any at a hospital same deal anytime you've been put under put in any sort of drugs they'll put you in a wheelchair and walk you out and so mike's sitting there and it's there in the waiting room that they bring me the bag of pills they're giving me and the doctor is telling or the dentist whatever surgeon general (laughs) is telling me uh, yeah the surgeon general came out the surgeon general showed up he gave me a bag of drugs (laughs) he said we're giving (laughs) you a couple days worth of vicodin and two weeks worth of oxycodone uh, which I don't know the difference between oxycodone and oxycontin obviously they're related in some capacity I think oxycontin is stronger but similar idea uh, and me in my fucked up state because I'm still loopy as shit. I look over at Mike and I give a big thumbs up and a smile. <laughs> I go, yeah. <laughs> and he just like buries his face in his hands. It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, and then he took me to get a chocolate milkshake because he loves me. <laughs> and I needed it. 
but so that I mean, genuinely, not to go straight from that to get a little bit serious, but I'm like, ooh, I saw it. I I feel like 100% I started getting a little bit addicted to these pills because they, you know, they said they gave me a couple days worth of Vicodin. They lied. They gave me way more Vicodin than it. And this is the problem, not to get on a high horse about drug use, prescription drug abuse in America. But it's just like they give you way too much shit. I didn't need two weeks of oxycodone <laughs> for yeah. a tooth removal. And so, you know, I got my wisdom tooth took out. I should have taken like three days off of work maybe but they gave me two weeks of oxycodone so i (laughs) took two weeks off i was like this is gonna take a while to get over and i just laid on my couch pops it popping oxycodone for two weeks and it was definitely I, i was glad to have gotten myself out but it was like i didn't do shit i just laid on the couch watching movies and being high all fucking day. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's a dangerous stuff. And uh, y'all stop passing out those drugs willy-nilly. <laughs> um, this is another college story. But when... Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. When I was... I can't remember which class it was. I remember the room that I was in. First class. But I don't remember which class i want to say it was like history of like radio broadcasting or something like that um but it was uh we were getting ready to take a test and the guy next to me had like a ziploc bag of pills (laughs) like all the same pill it wasn't like a a hodgepodge but it was all the same pill and just a ziploc bag focus stuff for speed yeah, he was like, "Oh, do you uh, do you want one? It'll help you focus." So weird. And I was <laughs> like, uh, "No, I'm good." And he was like, "It's not drugs." <laughs> well, the way you're using I it, definitely, isn't it <laughs> exactly. Like I, I already like mostly thought it was drugs, but now I definitely think it's drugs. <laughs> it's not drugs. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the only time really, I think that I've ever been offered drugs, um, Mm, including marijuana. I think that's the, I've been maybe invited to go smoke with somebody and was like, no, I don't smoke, but I like seeing the, the pill or the drug in front of me and being offered it. That's the only time it's ever happened to me. It's yeah, it's dr- a lot of drug users are way more chill than the dare program. Let us to believe. <laughs> and I do want to talk about the dare program. <laughs> I'm glad you also experienced the dare program. It was uh, yeah. good times. Uh, yeah. I, uh, hmm. Yeah. I guess for me, like weed was just, yeah. Like my close friends started doing it around the same time and i'm like sure fuck it the fucked up thing though this is the first time i don't know if this means anything to you but the first time i ever smoked weed was like the most intense way you can do it it's called knifers so you you break the bottom of a glass bottle off you know the old glass uh, arizona bottles i don't think they make them anymore Uh, but you break the bottom of that off Uh, i don't know how you even do that but they figured it out and then you take two knives and you put them on a, the stove so they get hot on the ends. And then you dab a whole nugget of weed and put them together underneath the bottle while your mouth is over the bottle. And you just inhale the whole thing at once. That's the first time I ever smoked weed. <laughs> it's uh, apparently a very intense way to do that. Uh, that was a good time. Yeah, it seems like a lot. <laughs> it was a lot of preparation, but it was kind of fun. I like okay. uh, I like the ceremony of things like this. Uh, yeah, the fun thing, fun thing, funny thing, like where I got at a certain point in my life. Because now I will ingest marijuana, but I generally don't smoke that stuff. I used to smoke cigarettes. 
and I quit right. smoking cigarettes and continued smoking weed. But then at a certain point, I was like, that feels even if, you know, weed is not good for you in some capacity, like the smoking of it has to be the worst part. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so now I just I'll, I'll take gummies uh, and I, I do it like once every other month or so. It's I really don't. I'm pretty sober. Well, not sober, but <laughs> I'm nearly sober most of the time. Um, and so there was this one time we were out. I think it was like a pool hall or something. We were playing pool. I think it's the only time I've ever been to a pool hall. It's kind of fun. Uh, I'm not good at pool, but I like it. And someone's girlfriend who's not like they were only just someone they were dating for like a month or so, you know, one of those people fly by people you, <laughs> you like get to know really well for a month and then never see them again. <laughs> yeah. So she had brought a joint <gasps> gasp and was going outside <laughs> to smoke it. And I was like, OK, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have some weed. That sounds kind of nice. I'm not doing anything else tonight. And so we go out there and I smoke it and it tastes like shit. And I get some other people would just argue weed tastes like shit in the first place. I kind of enjoy it. But this was like harsh and reminded me back. I don't know if you know the term and I don't know if I know the term. Scratch. I think it's called scratch where to make weed last longer. People will do half weed, half tobacco. Oh, that sounds familiar. Not Scratch. What's it fucking called? That's ah, going to kill me. Maybe it is Scratch. Who knows? Scratch sounds like the most like made up <laughs> drug scratch, term. Yeah, scratch definitely sounds with. like a drug term. You, uh, you, you, doing it? you got any Scratch? <laughs> 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 it's not Scratch. Can't be Scratch, but I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. <laughs> but anyways, I'm looking it up right now. I... Uh, I started get because we can make. Dang, I, this was my guess, but what I was, was so squeaky it? clean that I didn't want to say it and be stupidly wrong. Spliff. That's spliff? what Google says. Mm, no, Google says spliff. Oh fuck! I thought. Hmm. Maybe it is. I might just have a different word for it, or maybe that's it, and I just don't recognize it. <laughs> but anyway, regardless. Uh, I didn't want to make a scene, but I had quit smoking at that point. So I was like, oh, fuck. Did she just like give me something that's half tobacco? Because like I had I had gotten to that point where I'm like, I feel like I'm done. I, I did the, the patches. I feel like I'm out. Uh, cigarettes, also a drug. <laughs> Nicotine, bad fucking news. Um, and so that I started getting really paranoid because we can also make you paranoid certain types of it. And so I, I just like talked to my friend and I'm like, Cause I didn't, I didn't know her very well. I didn't want to make her mad. <laughs> right. And I told my friend who was dating her, like, do you, you don't happen to know if that had tobacco in it, do you? He's like, Oh, I don't, I don't know. Oh shit. I'll, uh, I'll check. I'll check with her. I'm like, Oh, okay. And he asks her and then she comes like marching up to me. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? You thought that that was that. And then they broke up like a week later. <laughs> I hated nice. it. It sucked. I was like, don't, don't, make, <laughs> don't make fun of me. I don't like, I don't want tobacco. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Weirdly, a lot of my uh, drug drug stories I've told already, like them teaching us how to make meth in high school. Yeah, that's a fun time. Uh, and I could help you out if you need an assist. Let me be your Walter White. Yeah. That was um, for them. <laughs> yeah. Famous happy ending. Yeah. Driving away um, in that car. <laughs> you want to talk about the D.A.R.E. program, Evan? I'd love to talk about the D.A.R.E. program. The drug abuse resistance education. Genuinely. Or as everybody who went through that program called it, drugs are really excellent. <laughs> I do remember that now. I don't. I do not think I could have told you what that actually stood for. I knew. The no, D I looked was it up drugs. while you were telling your story because I also <laughs> had no idea. But it's. I'm still on this spliff thing. Um, Chop. I remember. Chop. Oh, that, okay. Th that which is just. It says it's like a slang term. But I, I didn't realize that's what a spliff was. So, but yeah, we always knew it as chop. Anyways, I was close. Okay. Scratch chop. 
Sure. Sure. Um, but back to Dare. <laughs> but back to Dare. Yeah. Um I yeah, I remember Dare the program being like very much you are going to uh start to see drugs everywhere. You're going to be a You costa. will not be able to escape it mm-hmm. unless um you pay attention in class for these <laughs> these two days. Otherwise, you will be helpless to drug abuse and you will die. <laughs> was kind of the, the vibe that I uh, remember being put out there. Not a lie at a certain point. You will die. Sure. It is. Never yeah, I lie. mean, obviously, drug abuse and, uh, and uh, certain drugs are incredibly dangerous. Um, but it is it almost like not in the same way because it's um uh one of these things can kill you a lot easier than the other one um but it was kind of preached the same way that like abstinence only sure sex education was of yeah. like don't go anywhere near anything or you'll die <laughs> stay home <laughs> Yeah. Build a physical media collection. <laughs> be <Yep>. future proof. <laughs> <laughs> and be alone and healthy. Uh, yeah, so is that the life you want? <laughs> was Dare in class for you? Like it would just take over a period? or It took over, yeah. It was but you in... stayed in your classroom? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, damn, that's brutal. I'll tell you why in a I sec. C- can't remember if it was middle school or elementary school. It must have been middle school, but um, mine was elementary. Okay, dear, maybe dear maybe it was elementary then. I don't remember, but I do. I remember we were in the class. At one point, we got paired up to do like to act out. Saying <laughs> no to drugs. Oh, that's great. This feels <laughs> like of your course, moment. Like. Exactly. And this was the problem, Evan, is that I did feel like it was my moment because the whole like the whole conceit was like one person offers drugs. Mm -hmm. The other person says no. The other person's like tries to pressure them. And the other person says no again. And then the scene ends. I was like, this is going to be so boring. We're going to see 15 of the same interaction. Jazz it up a little. (laughs) Exactly. And my partner, uh, we were like randomly assigned. So it's not like it was somebody that I knew. It was someone I had like almost never spoken to before. And as we're practicing the scene, right? She's asking me the same, like, she's asking me the same way every time if I want. Do you want drugs? To like try Coke or whatever, right? And I remember it was something like that because I was like, this sets me up beautifully for (laughs) a joke in which I can say, no, I prefer Pepsi or whatever sort of like after school special (laughs) bullshit my (laughs) elementary school brain was coming up with. (laughs) That's pretty good. Um, And... I didn't practice delivering that joke at all. We get up there. We're called up to the class. A couple other people have gone and they do the same. Like, do you want drugs? No. Are you sure you'll look cool? No. End scene. <laughs> like we, we watched like three of those before. <laughs> we get the, up there. The pressure is like, oh, they're going to suggest like, but you'll look cool. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's not how yeah. people talk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. um, You're there. But so now we get up there and I'm ready. I am like the the punchline is that I is locked and loaded mm. for the class to laugh. My scene partner doesn't know it's coming. So they'll the obviously best. laugh. <laughs> the instructors are gonna laugh. And she gets ready to say her line, and she goes. Do you want to try drugs? And I, with the punchline ready of like, or no, it was, it wasn't that I was going to say, no, I prefer Pepsi. It was, yeah, yeah, I love soda or something like that because it started with a yes. 
And so she <laughs> changes her line to, do you want to try drugs? And I immediately go, yeah, I, uh, I mean, no. <laughs> and the instructor stops immediately. <laughs> and it's like, no, <laughs> let's, like, like, <laughs> you got to say no. You can't give them the opening of yes. And I didn't have the heart to explain like, no, I was trying to do comedy bits in your drug abuse seminar. <laughs> um, your, your improv roots run deep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the trauma of immediately having a scene stopped because I fucked up. Um, but yeah, it was it started with a yes, and then I had to try to backpedal well, and I got mean, no. stopped and told like as if to imply that yes. like Oh, I've been through this whole lesson so far. I've seen every, like half of the class already do it and say no. And I still think it's like a genuine offer. Yeah. And now I want to try drugs. Yes. Like, no. I mean, I was, I, it was, oh, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to do comedy bits. I forgot there was that a teacher my, here. That's my core memory of the D.A.R.E. program. That's great. I love that. <laughs> Um, uh, mine like my memory of Dare is so much more positive than a lot of other people's because I don't remember yeah. any fucking thing they did because you were high the whole I was time. High as fuck. I said yes. Uh, I uh, we didn't. It didn't just happen in a classroom. We had this room called the demo room. Why was it called that? I don't fucking know. But it was a big, like circular, carpeted circular room, like a almost like a coliseum. It had steps, okay. steps that went down to a floor. So all the kids would sit on these steps, theater in the round, like Shakespeare. Sure, yeah. And someone would stand in the middle and talk to you all. This room fucking ruled. This is where we would play with like scooter things. This is where someone would bring a giant Bowen constrictor. We could talk. This is where the yo-yo guy showed off his wares. The demo <laughs> yeah. room was everything. And the demo room was also where I think it was just like once a month you would go and do a class on drugs. And I don't remember anything like about every it. month you would go in there. I want to say it? it was like once a month, but I was also a child. So my, sure. <laughs> my uh, sense for time wasn't fantastic. It still isn't. <laughs> but It felt like a like a once a month. Maybe I'm just relating that to paths I did in high school. Just a once a month right. class to kind of keep you up on it. Um, I don't remember any of it. I remember all the obvious stereotypes, but I might even just be remembering that because other people say it. I just remember an excuse. Is that like an assembly anytime in high school? Right. doesn't matter what the fucking assembly is. We're getting out of class. Exactly. <laughs> That's all it was. And I loved it. I loved Dare. <laughs> my favorite memory. <laughs> that I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, I do. I overall, I think I feel more positively about the Dare program than, um, than most people seem to, yeah. um, I feel about it. Um, I did also, um, what in high school, my friend's mom was dating somebody like v very high up in the dare program. Yeah. And there was some big like dare program convention in Orlando one summer. And so I got myself, one other friend got to go with their family to Disney world for a whole week. Well, the, well, uh, his mom and, her boyfriend uh worked the dare convention <laughs> great loved it best dare convention ever would you uh would you do that would you run a dare program as an adult if if they would uh, let's just say even keel it's not a uh upgrade you're getting paid the same amount you get paid now and every day you're going to travel to a different school <laughs> and teach kids about drugs no, I wouldn't do it. Um, <laughs> it sounds kind of fun. <laughs> I like the idea of doing something like that where you go place to place and like, you know, do a public speaking thing, basically. Yeah. But I just don't think that I could pull it off because mm. I, I think the whole conceit of the D.A.R.E. program is like a mild version of Scared Straight, essentially. Right. 
And I just don't think that I'm the right person with the the right authority or gravitas to pull that off. (laughs) But I will say that, um, that friend, um, the the mom's boyfriend did yeah. ask me when because uh, he knew that I liked to draw, and he was like, "We're thinking about doing like a dare like children's book essentially with like illustrations." Yeah. And so w- we talked about it a couple times, <laughs> but overall, I just like I think I got like I think I probably got imposter syndrome to be honest yeah. of like. You, there's no way that I would be the best. You could do better, like <laughs> illustrator for this. Like, exactly, like I don't know. It just it felt like I get that. Like there's no way. <laughs> there's no way that that I that you would want me to do this. There was a um, point when the the restaurant I worked with wanted a giant cheeseburger in their window and wanted someone to draw it, and they asked me if I'd do it, and I was like, I'm not your man. <laughs> yeah. but i know someone who is <laughs> yeah and it's like i get I, the feeling i'm like i could draw I, like but. i i kind of regret not doing it because yeah. it like i don't know it would have been a way to get paid for doing something creative instead yeah. of uh, what the rest of my work history has turned out <laughs> you to don't be. realize how few and far between those opportunities are <laughs> exactly <laughs> um so I, I do kind of regret not doing it, even if the subject matter is not uh, necessarily what I enjoyed drawing. <laughs> but uh, yeah. that's uh, that's my other, I guess, close uh, story that's tied back to the D.A.R.E. program, I guess, is hmm. an opportunity I didn't take. <laughs> <laughs> You got a lot of negative feelings about the dare. He should have pressured me. He should have been like, "Oh, if you illustrate this book, you'll look so cool. (laughs) You'll look so cool. You can wear a leather jacket." Maybe I was just so used to saying no around dare program uh, officials that I was it was locked and loaded like the punchline. No, no. (laughs) Yeah, you had to practice it over and over in bed, (laughs) staring at the ceiling. No, I'll say no to drugs. Um, uh, would you do a traveling dare program if we could do it together? However, we wanted. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I would. Free reign to write our own drug uh, dare program. That'd be yeah, fun. Absolutely, uh, I would. <laughs> that's about that. I think the only other thing I'd say is it does feel like that step as a, a recreational drug user. That next step that some people consider recreational drugs and other people like myself don't is cocaine. And sure. In terms of awkwardnesses, uh, a, that is the first time when I'd been offered drugs. When some, there've been a couple of times in my life, someone has offered me cocaine and I'm saying no. And it's like, it did kind of feel like the dare program suggests, Hey man, cause that person's been doing Coke. <laughs> so they're actually right. acting like that. Like, Hey, you want, you want some cocaine? Ah, oh, makes you feel great, man. <laughs> like, oh. But, uh, people on Coke, not fun to be around at all. <laughs> yeah. I think that in, if I were to, if you and I were to do the dare program, I would say that like, obviously we should, educate the children about um the really like harmful things that drugs could do to your body um all those horrifying photos and diagrams and scans that they do all of that i think stays but another thing that would be um important i think is like uh, some people who get really into like even the mildest of drugs like marijuana make it their whole goddamn personality (laughs) and it is insufferable it's a lot i've uh i've dated people like that (laughs) and weirdly (laughs) it was at a time when i wasn't smoke i just kind of i think it was around the time when i quit smoking cigarettes so i just kind of quit everything for a a little bit and so like i never i had smoked with her once before we had dated but then yeah like the whole i think we dated about a year 
Um, and she was high pretty much the whole time, and I didn't smoke yeah. with her once. I'm like, yeah, it's a weird choice on my part to <laughs> want this. <laughs> yeah. Why, 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 why? I don't know. Someone wanted to date me. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh the wake and bakers of the world uh you know so, some people can do it and uh, they function at work and can function in their life um but yeah there are just some people that smoke 24 7 and any outsider could tell them you aren't functioning <laughs> <laughs> it's a little open secret <laughs> Uh, we do have to start wrapping this episode up here pretty quick, but I do want to shout this out. Joint. We did um, get a oh, uh, listener Lord. input. Um, you know, Evan, you mentioned that you've never done mushrooms, but That's in the true. past you have told stories about going to concerts while being uh, <laughs> a little free and loose and yeah. uh, experiences like that. And so uh, this listener uh on instagram um at hand.heartnet did uh reply to our prompt looking for drug related <laughs> stories or dare program stories yeah and uh mentioned that they ate mushrooms before a show and the opener was playing a banjo over a harmonium Oh. It was so bad that I thought I was feeling what it felt like to die. LOL. <laughs> and then added that the next artist's set was Gorge. That's amazing. Um, but uh but yeah, so a little a little bit of a a bad time there at the start. It's uh, it's like there is something appealing about the idea of doing hallucinogenics. I, I, as opposed to you, I like having my mind bended and mushrooms sound kind of fun, but unlike weed where it's like, I've smoked enough that I know how this type of weed will affect me. And I enjoy that. So no problem. Like in your case where it's just like, you know, it's going to make you paranoid and that's going to suck. It's like, I yeah. got what I got, but mushrooms, LSD, any of that sort of shit's just like, good luck <laughs> maybe this will be fun this also might be the worst day of your fucking life <laughs> like i can't i can't take that risk uh but thank you for for writing in sorry the uh, banjo harmonium uh happened and also sorry that i i heard that and i thought it sounds kind of cool <laughs> check that out <laughs> Something uh, that uh, always sounds cool and that you can always check out are all of our past episodes and our future episodes, which release every single Monday. You can uh, check it out on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Music, anywhere geez. that you get your podcasts. You can rate, review, comment, subscribe. You can also check us out on Instagram at How Do We Human. We got that handle, baby. <laughs> check us out on facebook at how do we human i don't think you're ready for that handle baby <laughs> you can uh, check us out on youtube at how do we human that that handle baby <laughs> or send us an email to how do we human pod at gmail.com the best part of that handle baby is <laughs> it's an address yeah Evan, do you have anything else hmm. you'd like to plug, baby? Yeah, baby. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to kind of merge together some things we've been talking about today between the D.A.R.E. program and, you know, uh, drug tests, random drug tests, things like that at workplaces. I'm thinking this is maybe this is our version of the D.A.R.E. program, uh, D.A.R.E. Hardcore. Uh, you know, we get some kids who are like fucking snitches. <laughs> okay. And we get them to work on our side. And these kids are going to be like secret shoppers, you know, and we're going to give them actual drugs. That's the only way you can get an honest response. And these kids <laughs> yeah. are going to offer heroin, cocaine, <laughs> methamphetamine <laughs> to other kids. And uh, they'll be wearing a little camera button and uh, get their reactions. And then we can pull those kids, you know, into a closet and scare them straight. I like it. 
Yeah. Chris? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you got going on? Baby. Um, you know, this past weekend I went to get Korean barbecue. Oh, and I love that stuff. It was like an all you can eat mm-hmm. situation, but they on the menu it's like, you know, the eating the dining limit is 90 yeah. minutes. Um and if you still have like meat left over that you don't eat, then you have to pay extra yeah because they like brought the meat to your table or whatever that got me thinking like maybe we should open a restaurant (laughs) because the 90 minutes was nowhere like we just had to keep track of when the 90 minutes had started (laughs) i think (laughs) we should open a restaurant right with a dining limit all you can eat but there is a clock yeah and if you don't if you and your party don't finish the food that's on the table, um, then uh, then you pay a bunch of money. Yeah. Or if you eat it all, but then you get sick because you ate too much mm. and you, you puke it back up, you have to pay money. But if you finish everything that's uh, on the table, uh, then it's free. And the restaurant is called High Stakes, but Stakes... <laughs> Is spelled like the food. Love that. I think you should incorporate because, like in all you can eat Korean barbecue, it's generally going to be like a couple rounds. You know, you order some yeah. meat, eat it, get some more. But like one of those speed chess clocks, so it's doing two. Oh yeah, you could start and stop. So the waiter drops food off, hits the clock, and as soon as you're done, yeah. you hit your side of the clock. Your time stops. Then they bring you stuff. They hit their side of the clock. Uh, that just sounds fun. I like that. I'd also yeah, just, I like that a lot. <laughs> I'd like to close out by just saying my favorite thing I've ever found at Korean barbecue was Jocelyn and I went to a place and on the she's right there on the menu it said that like all you can eat kids over sixty pounds. It is not all you can eat. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? <laughs> kids, o- kids over 60 pounds are charged as adults. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, that's just, it's funny to me. And I just immediately think of the little kid from up coming in and <laughs> being charged as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I like the chess clock boy. thing. Um, it'd be the, the Queen's Gambit. Hey. EAT. Hey. 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 Oh, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>